Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. But it's hot. Like, it's painfully hot when... Oh, I like like that. I like the danger of it. (laughs) I'm so happy when I make hot water, Chris, I think. Oh, yeah. Living on the edge. (laughs) everybody welcome to another episode of the bake down podcast i am sarah i will be your podcast host today and with us as always we have the lovely howard dan and jane now before we get started i do have a little plug to mention it is halloween very very soon so that means we have one of our fabulous halloween free webinars coming up and this year it is with the lovely jane where we will be baking uh, baked donut spiders and they are much cuter uh, than they possibly sound they are deli- delicious and cute little baked donut spiders with little chocolate legs and uh, so if you want to come and join us on that class that's going to be on saturday the 28th of october and you can check out our Bake with a Legend website and go to online classes and you can check out this webinar and it is for free so invite everybody, friends, neighbours, families, dogs, children, everybody to come and join us on this webinar so we hope to see you then. And if you are going to come to any of our fantastic classes that we have on offer at Bake With A Legend, then don't forget you can use the code PODCAST to get 10% off your next booking. Well, let's kick off Pastry Week. Now, we've been waiting for Pastry Week, haven't we? We've had cake, we've had chocolate, we've had biscuits, we've had bread. And now we're moving on to pastry. Uh, Jane, do you think this is a good skill to be showing halfway through the competition? Oh, absolutely. I think pastry is one of the basic baking skills, along with bread and cakes. If you can't make pastry, you can't bake. 
Um, in my opinion, oh my god! I, in my opinion, if you can't make pastry, you shouldn't be on Bake Off. Oh god, that's harsh. Oh. So much. <laughs> god, it's going to be one of those shows. Um, <laughs> seriously, it's a bit. It's a basic skill, isn't it? And uh, you know, if you, I, I go on about it all the time in my classes. People say, oh, "I can't make pastry because my hands are too hot." Well, rubbish. Your hands rubbish. are no no hotter than mine. Either that you really need to go and see your doctor. Um, <laughs> oh, well, seriously, we, you know. Um, and we've talked about the various things you can use to help you make pastry. Uh, we've got one of those things that you've got, Sarah. I haven't got one, one of those pastry rocker Cutter, things. pastry cutter. Yeah, yeah. pastry, pastry cutter, blenders, yeah, they're fabulous. Um, mm. uh, or you could use it in your... Uh, food processor? Um, yeah, yeah, that's the one, Dan. Yes, I'm sorry, I've done <laughs> a food processor. Um, you can make different types of pastry where you don't need to have to worry. I, I just think everybody ought to be able to make pastry. Not everybody can make shoe, but you still need to be able to make shoe pastry when you're on Great British Bake Off. But I think pastry week, I actually think personally that pastry week should have come before chocolate week mm. because i think it's more important than chocolate debatable as as uh, a skill seriously seriously <laughs> last week they were just melting chocolate not I ever mean, you can go through life <laughs> as a baker without needing to be able to temper chocolate. I like you can't chocolate. go through life with as a baker and not be able to make pastry so you're wrong dan well, my response to that is I like chocolate, Jane, and that's my story and I'm sticking to it. I think you're right. Um, you definitely do need to have pastry skills if you're going to be on the bake-off, obviously. But I do think there are many people who will just buy a packet of puff pastry and I think, well, of course, I'm never going to make my own puff pastry. So they sort of get comfortable okay. buying things. And you can get sheets of shortcrust. I don't know why you would buy shortcrust, to be completely honest, but you can buy that in the shop, can't you? So I think there are probably a lot of people who maybe baked a lot of pies or done things like that in their life without ever having to make their own pastry. So they just never have. But as you say, um, turning up on the Bake Off with no pastry knowledge is a big mistake. It's like turning up on RuPaul's Drag Race and not knowing how to sew. Do you know what I mean? We've had so many seasons of this. Like, people know that they're going to have to do this. There's no excuse for not being able to make pastry. And I'm sure Howard will have a few choice words as well. Well, I, I was just going to say, I think if I have a choice, well, any day, I would rather have a pie than a piece of chocolate. Oh, I really me too, would. Howard, yeah. Me too. I'm sorry. Sorry, me and Sarah Howard. looking Dan... confused. We're like, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Sarah's sort of thinking, why do you have to choose? And yes, I think that's true. Yeah, that's the point. It's true. Yeah. All food, all the time, always. We have main course <laughs> and dessert. We're allowed two things. Yeah. Chocolate pie. Mm. Chocolate pie. Chocolate pie. There you yeah. go. There you there go. And there were some. There were some chocolate pies this week, weren't there? There were indeed. Not the picnic pies, though. No. Sorry. I'll stop interrupting. Any second now, I'll stop interrupting. Don't worry, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness me. You're a very sassy budge today. To be fair, you are are. always the three of you, aren't you? Well, let's start off then. Let's start off with our signature challenge, which was the savoury pies. Um, So I know Jane will be very happy about that one. So we had six individual savoury hot water crust picnic pies, which was a two hour challenge. Was it six or 12? I wrote 12. 12. I wrote 12. It was 12. Oh, 12. Well, this is democracy in action, Sarah. We say it's 12. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> I think I saw somebody putting in a tray of six and a tray of six. So I think it was indeed 12. Perfect. We might have to go back over notes. Anyway, 
there were um, some interesting pies. And at the risk of doing your job here, Sarah, um, did anything in particular catch your eye, Howard? Because I'm sure you would have been very excited about the picnic pie. Junior, I, I, I love the way that you, you have a view about what my life is like. Howard gets excited over the picnic pie. Yes. You do. I do. I do. You're right. You're absolutely right. And I, actually, I don't think, with the possible exception of one, I don't think any of them were ones that I would turn my nose up at. I thought they were. I thought they sounded great. I thought they really sounded lovely. That does rather beg the question, though, Howard. Which is the one I want to. Which is the one? Which is the one? Yeah, without chasing it, I'm not quite sure about Saku's tuna. Oh, no, yuck! Made me feel a bit queasy. Just a thought. Yeah, I'm not... Sorry, Saku, if you're listening. Like, I like a tuna sandwich, but, like, I've never really been chanted with a tuna casserole or people do, like, tuna pasta bakes, and I just don't really... It's not my thing. So I I wasn't inspired by the tuna in a pie. I like the idea of the little quail's eggs, though. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a fun little addition, but um, not not tuna, Saku. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, that was the one that really didn't do it for me either. But, you know, I learned a new word this week. Uh, Dan made lamb keema. And I, oh, yeah. I, I, am I going crazy? I don't think I've ever heard that word before. Uh, yeah. um, but it was just a, a lamb pie, apparently, with um, some spices and turmeric and a mystery spice mix. What do you think was in that chain? Oh, well, I would have thought nothing too exciting. I would have thought, <laughs> well, you know, you do any sort of Indian cooking, um, you know, you've got cumin, coriander, some chilli, maybe a yeah. little bit of ginger. Yes, mm. he'd got um, turmeric in the pastry, hasn't he? Oh, did he? Yeah, mm. I think so. Cumin and turmeric in the pastry. Um, yeah, I would have thought. Yeah, you know, what I would put in a, what I would put in a, a basic curry blend. So yeah, I would have thought so. Did he just empty some curry powder into a jar uh, and pretend that he's made it? Do you think that's maybe. what happened? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no, we're doing we're doing him a disservice there, aren't we? I'm sure. I'm sure he handpicked his um, spices and then roasted them and ground them himself. But the comments from the judges there were that uh, it was good pastry um, and it, they were well filled, but it was a bit dry, but good flavour. So... You know, maybe a bit more moisture needed in those pies from Dan. Yeah, Prue said it was dense, didn't she? Mm, Yeah, Mm. a bit ripped and all over the place and a bit dense. Was she talking about Dan or pie? (laughs) (laughs) Is he ripped? I don't know. What have you been looking at? I've been looking at his pies. Apparently he's never been to the gym, so he says. Um, Mm. But yeah, um, he looks looks good in those T-shirts. so, <laughs> sorry, it's one of those days. Um, Nikki, right, so on the subject of naming things, Nikki made an interesting pie, and that was um, that French cheese I can't pronounce. Reblochon. Reblochon. But then she had a sausage meat and saucisson. Isn't that just French for sausage? No? It's a cured meat, so it's more like a salami. Oh, okay. 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 I was just like, sausage with French sausage. I just still wasn't quite sure what that was. Okay. (laughs) Fine, fine. Um, they did look a bit pale, though, Nikki's pies, didn't they? They did look a bit pale. Yeah. Pale and a bit thick. Don't make me say it again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, at one point, though, she did say, um, oh, my eggs scrambled. She added egg to her 
Yeah, that was. Yeah. I never heard what of that. that? Never added egg to a hot water crust. Yeah. No. Why don't you add egg to a hot water crust? I don't know. That's that's not a technique I'm familiar with at all. I've, I never mm. would have thought to have added an egg to it. No, and then she it scrambled, and then she had to make it again. Well, I would have thought egg would scramble. I mean, could you put your hot fat and water, delicious, um, yeah. in, into your mixture? Of course, it's going to scramble your egg. But it's hot; like it's painfully it hot. When oh, know, I like I like that. I like the danger of it. I look, I look. <laughs> you do need to get out more. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy when I make hot water because I think, oh yeah. Let's get at it. You're living on the edge. I yeah. like it. I love it, Howard. Oh, That's your Sarah. excitement for the week. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear, Sarah, get them under control. <laughs> well, this is possibly this is possibly a good moment then to just mention for those of you who are doing our ten week bake along challenge that Jane is going to be doing our fantastic pastry week challenge, and Jane, you're going to be tackling the signature this week, aren't you? You're going to be doing some little picnic pies so tell us a bit about those oh i am going to be making picnic pies and it made my husband very very happy because he does love a pie um preferably savory so i am making little pies with creamed spinach in the base and then a chicken mix in the middle we're using some chicken thighs to keep them nice and moist and then i'm making this delicious chorizo and Mm. tomato i've probably said that completely wrong (laughs) and tomato paste to go on the top so it goes green white and red or orange if you stretch it um and it's absolutely delicious and we're making more of this chorizo paste than we need um and i will come up with some good ideas of what to do with the excess if you're not just going to spread it on toast because it is that good Uh, and the idea behind it is because it goes green white and orange is it's sort of the italian flag and it's very sort of this is very corny so feel free to go you know grab your heart here um my daughter's partner is italian and he's absolutely lovely we love him dearly and that they met in spain so hence the color of the italian flag and chorizo to signify spain so what what an old sentimental you are i know (laughs) i know anyway that's what we're going to be making um and yes first first batch made today and they were blooming good let me tell you and i'm putting some oregano in the pastry that's a fun idea it is so if you want to join uh jane to make some fantastic picnic pies the love pies then (laughs) you can you can join us on the 29th of october which is the day after our webinar so who fancies a weekend full of jane the uh, 29th of october (laughs) you can come and join us for jane (laughs) I mean, you've got it whether you fancy it or not. (laughs) That's true. That's true. So come and join us on the 29th of October for Jane's Pastry Week Picnic Pies class. Yeah. So let's get back to our judgment of the bakers and their pies. Uh, Christy had a really, really good signature, didn't she? I mean, she was made a cream leek and garlic mushroom pies, which just sounds beautiful. And she got her handshake, Christy's first handshake. Woo-hoo. Well done, Christy. Yeah, I was going to say good is, a, is an understatement. She uh, got a handshake. And I believe we've only seen, no, we've seen two this season, have we? Was it only two? We have two. two. Three? This is the yeah, third handshake two. we've no. seen. Ah, okay, but they've been rare. They've been few and far between. Yeah. So um, they they have been um, bestowed on some really uh, fantastic bakes. 
I thought it sounded delicious. Creamy mushroom and leek. Um, the lattice was done beautifully. So yeah, mm. it's sort of hard hard to pick any faults with that one. And I'm sure they tasted just as lovely as 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 Paul said. I think Christie's been sort of flying under the radar a little bit with some of her bakes, and it was nice to see her off to a strong start. Yeah. But she's not the one I want to talk about. Go on then, Dan. Who do you want to talk about? Who do I want to talk about? I want to talk about Rowan. Oh, I thought you would. Yes. <laughs> because I like Rowan. He's really yeah. fun. He's the, and I hope he'll forgive me for saying this, the biggest queen we've ever had in the tent, and I'm loving him for it. Um, <laughs> but he's so dramatic and over the top. But I feel he actually, apart from the pastry, which I guess is sort of the point in pastry week, so maybe that is a slight negative point for him. But I thought the rest of the pie sounded really, really nice. Um, you know, the pork with the sweet potato and the streaky bacon and the cranberry, I thought it sounded absolutely delicious. They said the flavours were great. So it just it's such a disappointment that the pastry did, did sort of let him down. And they were just a bit a bit of a mess, weren't they? But then um, I'm thinking back to my own pastry week and uh, I sort of started off by getting all the flavours right but not the pastry. So, uh, yeah, maybe there is something in that. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I think, I think Rowan, Rowan gets himself into a bit of a tiz, doesn't he, really? So he does. When, mm. when anybody sort of gives him a bit of advice, he then takes that to heart. So he'd, he'd got this idea that the, the, the bacon was going to cook in the steam mm. uh, inside the pie. And then, That's what we love, steamed bacon, that well-known <laughs> delicacy. And then, and then some, somewhere along the line, he decided to to prod holes in it, didn't he? But don't so, you think that was the right decision to poke holes? Well, I think a pie should have holes in it, yes. But the fact that he'd obviously practised this without putting holes in it, yeah. I don't know. Alison basically told him to put holes in the top. Yeah. She did. I don't yeah. know if I've ever had a host be that blatant, or, well, when I was in the tent. <laughs> but, um, I mean, she was right, wasn't she? I don't know if the host should be... Um, or rather, it's a bit alarming when the hosts know better than the baker, but I only have Noel as a frame of reference and he knew absolutely nothing. I taught, <laughs> I taught him what ganache was. I was very proud of myself. He's mentioned, it, he's mentioned a couple of times he knows what ganache is and I'm always watching and going, I told him that. It's oh, chocolate and cream. <laughs> I mean, I think that bacon made me feel a bit erg, really. Because oh, really? I, well, I love bacon and I think mm. Chris, Christie's pies... You know, could have had some bacon in them because I love bacon in, uh, in almost anything. Um, but I oh, mushroom leek and bacon. Oh, mushroom leek mm. and bacon would have been and garlic would have been good, wouldn't it? Um, mm. But there's nothing worse than a stringy, flabby bit of bacon, really. And I think trying to cut into those pies might have been a bit difficult. They didn't mention it once it had been cut into, but if he'd just cooked that bacon yeah. beforehand, it wouldn't have done any harm. It wouldn't have overbaked in that pie, the bacon. And I think he should have. He should have cooked the bacon before he put it on because a flaccid bit of bacon would sounds very unpleasant to me. No, flaccid is not a good word. It's not a good word. Generally, no, it's not a good no. word. <laughs> yes, Are we adding that to our term, our Bake Off dictionary of terms we don't like? Yes. Like moist. Yes. Yeah. yes. <laughs> Moving swiftly on, um, Matty had a nice, uh, a nice idea for a pie as well, a sort of a Spanakopita inspired pie. I really did think Paul was going to start getting into what makes the perfect Spanakopita, having lived in Greece for a while. But I think the editor quickly moved that bit on, which I was very grateful for. And Dana as well. Dana had unknowingly had the filling for the technical, which I'm sure we will uh, talk about. Yeah, well, basically the whole technical, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Basically in mini pie form. Yes. Uh, Actually, if she'd done 
mini, I wish I suppose you couldn't have really done it with hot water cross, but sort of mini um, pativiers would have been interesting. The hot, yeah. How do you spell pativier? I don't it's it's quite a mouthful, isn't it? P I T H I V I E R. That's what I've written down. Well, there's a bit too many letters on there. I don't know quite what's going on there. And dolphin was not much better, to be completely honest. Uh, all, do- all dolphin potatoes, as we like to call them in our house. Um, but no, you know, cheese, fried onions, potato, can't really go wrong with that, can you? I mean, that sounds absolutely delicious. Um, I, I am partial to uh, uh, the occasional Ginster's pasty, which is uh, uh, cheese and uh, potato. So, um, yeah, lovely. I would have liked that one. <laughs> I'm, I'm amused that you can't define pithivier too long a word as is dauphinoise. I mean, I think more than one syllable or two syllables. At what point do you think a word is too long, Dan? Potato pie. No, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. Now, what do we think about the appearance of a lot of these pies? Now, a lot of the pies, to me, they all looked sort of rustically beautiful. I mean, the thing about little individual mm. pies is when you do get a bit of bleeding, you know, the filling mm. just starts to leak out a bit. I think it looks really nice. And you don't want them to be beautifully perfect. You want that little slightly rustic edge. I agree. But a lot of people were criticised for their general appearance. But then Dana was almost praised for it, which yes. I thought was just a bit odd. Yeah. I think there's a difference between a nice controlled dribble and an eruption. Like, like, so, um, you know, one is worse than the other, let's be clear. So, I would stop um, laughing. I, so, no, no, no. If it's just sort of leaking slightly <laughs> gently, like that's sort of that's yeah. homely and comforting. If it's just all leaked downside and all the outside of the pastry is soggy, that's a different matter altogether. I thought Dana's looked quite nice. But I've got to be honest, hot water crust is not a particularly beautiful thing. It's yeah. very, very difficult to make it look beautiful. It does exactly. tend to look rustic. So, yeah. I'm okay with mm. that. And it mm-hmm. springs back as well when you when you're rolling it. It has a, you know a, quite a bit of springiness. So trying to get it quite thin is is tricky to do actually. Yeah, absolutely. And once you're lining it in with it to get it so that you don't get that sort of triangle of pastry where the bottom meets the sides, where you get that mm. horrible thick bit. It's quite hard to get it like that as well. I thought they did a good job. We didn't talk about Tasha. So, I mean, Tasha and Josh. Um, Josh was criticised for um, having the, the shrinkage of the sausage. And the trouble is, if you put it in your meat raw, it's going to shrink when it cooks. Which That's the cold weather that. for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sarah's face. She was just waiting. I for was waiting to... for that. <laughs> um, there was a pause. There was a pause there for you to dive in. Um, yes. So the ones that had the more successful filling without the gap between the filling and the pastry were mm. the ones that cooked off their filling beforehand so you didn't get so much shrinkage. I mean, I love a pie where you just shove it all in raw, the sausage and the bacon and the this and the that, and then and just letting it bake. And, and I don't mind if there's a little bit of a gap. Um, no, I don't. But mm. I think that... That's what Josh was criticised for, I think, in this one. But I thought just, that was slightly harsh. I mean, how are you going to do a jelly too. in that time? Yeah. Yeah, of course you can't. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, you could... Oh, if you'd had a bit more time, you could have made 36 pies. Well, yes, we but you didn't. didn't have more time, <laughs> did you? So... <laughs> Oh, God. Well, how would it's a bit like Bread Week's comments? You know, it's like, oh, it's a bit underproved. If you had an extra 10 minutes. Well, we didn't, did we? <laughs> no. What do you want me to do, Paul? 
Did Josh just pile chutney or pittle on top of him? On the top, yeah, 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 which I don't think helped the presentation. No, really. no. it probably helped the balance, but you know. But what about Tasha? Um, she had mustard um, bottom. Of, yeah, yeah what's genius. Yeah. I've never heard. What does that do? Oh, it's just, it's Is it just for flavour? Yeah, I think okay, so. Fair she, she took the first man out and said, I forgot to put the mustard in. I assumed it was in the mixture, but it yeah. wasn't in the mixture. It was, they commented, and I don't remember whether it was Paul or, or Prue, said, oh, the, the mustard bottom was, I don't know, but they liked the mustard bottom. Okay, fine. No, it's just because sometimes I'll put a bit of mustard on my burgers before I flip them over and you sort of, you know, fry the mustard onto them and that's super delicious. But I wondered if it had like a function because sometimes in the bottom of a pie, like for example, you'll put a bit of rice or something that's Mm. going to absorb a bit of the moisture, won't you? Or mushrooms or whatever it is. So I'm just wondering if there was some reason, but it was just, I think, I think for flavour, but it sounded lovely. It sounded like a roast, roast dinner, Mm. didn't it? Basically. Um, I do a Christmas pie like that, but I don't put mustard in mine. Maybe I will this year. Mm. It sounded good. Sounded mm. good. Mm. So as we leave the signature behind, um, Christy obviously did very, very well getting her first handshake. Um, I believe Dana did very well and Tasha did very well. Rowan actually seemed to do surprisingly well considering his pastry was sort of coming apart, but he had really good flavours. Um, but yes, could be anybody's game at this stage. So into the technical challenge where this week, uh, unknowingly to Dana, we had a Dauphinoise Pithivier and uh, that's, that is definitely too many syllables for Dan to say. So I'll try not to say it too it many is. times. Um, <laughs> the pastry focus uh, was a rough puff pastry and it had to have a blue cheese sauce. Um, now that just sounds like absolute heaven <laughs> potatoes, cheese, <laughs> onions, blue cheese, just more cheese mm. and cheese and cheese. Oh, sounded absolutely fantastic. What did we all think? Now, I'm about to go on an epic rant about rough puff pastry. So if anyone else wants to get in first, please do so now, because you will not get a word in Edgeways for the next five That's minutes. That's fine. That's fine. Don't Can go you make on. it a short rant? Oh, God. Right. So th- how do you go on Bake Off and not know how to make rough puff pastry? Like, we have watched, I mean, I have watched all the seasons since, you know, the first season came out. I mean, obviously, I happen to make rough puff pastry quite a lot because it's something that I like to do. And maybe I'm, like, blinded by the fact that we've basically, you know, we do this sort of as a, a part-time job for the last however many years. But the idea, though, that people don't understand why they're grating butter or that they're just chucking it all into one mix, I just think, what? Do, how do you not know what rough puff pastry is? This just absolutely blew my mind. I think, I I think there are different. I think there are different ways of making it. So I think, yeah, you're absolutely right that grating. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you, clearly, you do not make. Clearly, you don't make rough puff pastry in the way that you make shortcrust and rub the whole thing in. No, no. But I, I sometimes do a, a kind of cheats puff or, or rough puff pastry where I'll put lumps of butter in and just squash them a little bit, and then uh, do all the the kind of folding and so on. So that that's what I do as well. Yeah. So I get yeah. big lumps of butter, I squash them, and then I bring the dough together yeah. by folding it together. So you're creating sort of like proto layers, and then you do a couple of letter folds, and then yeah. done. That's the whole yeah. thing done. So you can make a rough puff incredibly quickly. Um, so even if I was in the tent, to be honest, I think I probably would have just made rough puff the way that I make it. I wouldn't have followed their instruction. Well, I think the instruction was just make the rough puff, wasn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't have grated the butter. I would have just uh, done it, done it my own way. But, um, but the fact that people just sort of like grated the butter straight in and then turned into a dough, oh. I just thought, oh God, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? Okay. So let me give you a little. This is Paul Hollywood's rough puff pastry on the Great British Bake Off website. Fruit turnovers. Okay. Mm-hmm. For the rough puff, mix the flour and salt together in a bowl. Rub in the chilled butter until the mixture resembles breadcrumbs. Gradually add enough water to form a dough. Sounds to me like a short crust at this stage. Mm. And yeah. then Oh no, okay, beg your pardon. On the second thing is so she he rubs some into the flour, as we would maybe with a full puff pastry. Yeah. And then he grates over the next bit of butter. So it must be the butter must be in two bits. There's a word, isn't there, for the for the kind of carrying layer of pastry and I, it's a French word and I don't know what De Trump? it is. Is it? De Trump and, bar- oh, and barrage. Yeah. Oh. Okay. okay. I learned that I went to I learned how to make croissant. That's the only reason I went to a formal class to learn how to make croissant, and that's how I, the only reason I know those okay. words. But when Dan did his, so he made a second lot, didn't he? Why does he make his second lot? I, I don't know why he made his second lot, um, but he made a second lot, and he said, "Oh, I'm just going to have to bung it all in together." So I'm assuming he just bunged all his grated butter in and then folded it a few times and he had a beautiful mm. rough puff. Mm. He did. His was, he had the lamination was amazing. Um he had the best, I thought. Well so did Paul. <laughs> it's because he grated his knuckle into his uh, pastry. Oh, that's and, right. He had to well, start right. again. He, yes. he had to start again. He it, yes, it it went. I think this pastry went a little pink, so it had to be started no. again. I know. I gotta be honest. I probably would have just kept going unless someone had told me to stop. <laughs> well, that's all right. It's it goes not... in the oven. It's Did fine. it have to be vegetarian? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness, we what no are you three died. on it's today? Goodness. <laughs> yes, don't come and eat at my house or Dan's. <laughs> Any points particularly to say about the technical? I did just I I felt that um Paul went over his budget on the word spuds. It was nice <laughs> to hear. Um, you know, yeah, he said it quite a lot. I don't know if Americans say spuds. I thought maybe it was uh, you know, just a little bit of uh, British uh you know, eccentricity for the Americans. But he said spuds quite a lot. Quite a lot of mm. uncooked potatoes as well. Yes, there was a lot yeah. of uncooked potatoes. And, and Rowan again doubted himself and thought he'd overcooked the potatoes. And t- it turned out he hadn't. So. And Paul yeah. said, spuds are all right. Yeah. I think that's how he said it. <laughs> oh, did he? Do you know, I miss the spuds thing. That's exactly how he sounds. That was dead on, Sarah. Yeah, Don't look at no, me like that. Yeah, it's really good, Dan. Well done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yes, well, <laughs> I, I thought it was disappointing. I thought overall it was a disappointing yeah, result. It Not the challenge. Great. I thought the challenge mm. was absolutely fine, and I, for once, thought that two and three quarter hours was enough time mm. um, for the challenge, which I, you don't hear me say very often. Um, but I just thought they were a bit disappointing. I think one of one of your phrases that you use, Jane, quite a lot is uh, damned by faint praise. And I felt that that was very much um, the order of the day in this technical, even sort of, you know, the ones in second and third were kind of like, it's all right, it's not bad. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. Dan's was good, though, wasn't it? It was. It did look yeah. Really nice. yeah. Yeah, it was. So, the ranking 
Um, we had Nikki down at the bottom in ninth place. Um, oh, Nikki's was very, very flat. She described it as a frisbee, bless her. <laughs> underbaked, um, no lamination as well, and undercooked potatoes. So basically everything that could go wrong did. Um, Josh in eighth place and Matty in seventh notably all the people who didn't quite use the lamination method correctly with all the butter um saku was in sixth christy fifth rowan fourth tasha third dana second and dan first so even though he had to redo his pastry he did very very well his comments were very good dome i think allison said it looks like he's hiding a body in there it was so tall wasn't it it's too tall really it was, it was a little bit more of a nice gentle. Well, it was, wasn't it? The top. It was. Um, but it, it was a little high. Yeah. It was a bit high. But he had very good flaky pastry as well. So I think that got him his first place. Now, before we move on to our showstopper section, we have some fantastic questions from all our lovely listeners. So thank you so much, everybody, who has written in. Now, I'm going to fly through a couple here because some of them are more comments than questions. Um, Jane, this one is more directed at you. Uh, This is from... (laughs) Not in a bad way, it's okay. Uh, Mary from Westerville in Ohio. Hi, Mary. Says that she spoiled herself last week by listening to the podcast before the episode. And... And um, she just wanted to let you know, Jane, that Josh's little bread mascot that he bought along with him was a tiger. Um, So I'm really sorry about that, Jane. Mary has decided it was a tiger, not a lion. And um, so the ruling has been said. But she does say that she greatly enjoys listening to uh, our fantastic podcast and she hopes to join a class very soon. So thank you very much, Mary, for that comment. Is Mary an expert on big cats then or something? (laughs) She might be. (laughs) Howard. Be nice to Mary. I still think it looks like a lion, but let's... Mary, I'll tell you what, let us just agree to differ on that one. Josh, if you're listening, please could you clarify lion, tiger or somewhere in between? Oh, my goodness me. Well, we have a another question here from Cindy Thompson. It uh, doesn't say where Cindy is calling in from, um, but she says, Hi, guys, I've been a fan since the beginning and have noticed that the recipes from the bakers are no longer on the GBBO website. Ooh. I've tried Ooh. to use a lot of them at home. Are there different rules about posting them online? Now, I have had a quick look at the GBBO website and there do seem to be quite a lot of recipes still there. So I'm not sure if it's different countries, different, the websites can be different. Um, But just having a look at the website, all three of you still have recipes on there. How nice, all of you. Oh, we disappeared into the mist of time. <laughs> Do you want to have a guess at which of your recipes have made it onto the website? Howard, Go on, then. what do I, you think? I, I, I think, uh, because obviously I'm from BBC days, so some of mine went on the BBC website, and I think they're still on there. Uh, I don't know if it's... Uh, is, is it that... Um, Oh, some kind of uh, ploughman's pie pasties or oh, something like that. Oh, give the man a cigar. Correct. Are well they? done. Right. Howard's ploughman pasties. Jane, what about you? What what of your recipes have made the website? I have no idea. Um, perhaps my lemon drizzle from the first. Nope. Week? No. Uh, my ch- my churros. No. It is Jane's twelve days of decorating iced Christmas biscuits. 
Oh, that was oh. the Christmas one then. Yay! Oh, God, really? Now, Dan, your turn. You do have more recipes than the other two. You have three recipes on the website. Three? Three whole recipes. Three? I'm Fish sure cake. I have two. I have um, the black cherries, uh, the black forest slice, and the meringue correct. roulade. Um, the and Florida also, fruit roll, correct? Yes, and then I also I got another handshake for my uh, orange Chelsea buns. But I don't think that one's on there. No, they or are. Those there? are your three recipes. Oh. Mm. Okay, so yeah, the three recipes I got handshakes for are all on there. Yeah, well, well that's nice. Congratulations, yes. And all of our legends, a Baker of the Legends, have recipes on there, apart from Ian, which is oh. a bit weird, considering he made the final. He was more of a showstopper guy, though, wasn't he? A lot of the recipes on there are signatures, aren't they? So yes. he, he was mm-hmm. he was an expert at the showstopper and the decoration. So maybe maybe that's why, but that is a bit sad, isn't it? Bit of a shame for Ian. Poor Ian. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But they, I will say, when we, when we sign up to be on the Bake Off, I'm sure he doesn't care either. But um, when we sign up to be on the Bake Off, um, it's in our contract that, that um, Love Productions or Channel 4, whoever they are, um, they own our recipes. So we... I don't know if we can repost those because I don't know if we technically own them, even though we wrote them. So I, you know, I think they're just whatever they decide to publish, and that's it. I don't think we can post our recipes outside. I don't think we have the right to do that. I'm not sure though. I wouldn't risk it. Would you risk it? You can put Probably a not. link through yeah. to it. I've done yeah. that occasionally. Yeah. Well, Cindy, if you want to get in touch, I'm sure we can uh, post you some links from some recipes because there are quite a few of them uh, still there. Um, so thank you very much, Cindy, for that. And we have a final question here from Marilyn, and this sort of relates back to Dan when he had to start his pastry again in the technical. So Marilyn says, I was wondering what happens in the tent when somebody breaks a bowl, like what happened with Dana, or obviously something else where they have to start again. Obviously, she has to stop working while it gets cleaned up and everything she's done must be thrown out. Do they give her more time? No. Or do they give everybody else more time, which doesn't seem fair? 
No, no, no more time. If you muck up, that's just tough luck. No more time. I mean, there there have been a couple of instances where people yeah. were given more time. Like, for example, Rahul, he broke a glass jar, and I think he wasn't able to continue working because there was glass everywhere. So I think they gave him another 15 minutes while they cleared up or something. But no, when when you have to start again, you're, I mean, I'll speak for myself, but I'm a bit of a worry wart anyway. You're absolutely frantic, and you say to one of the food people, can you get me some more flour? And they're like, yeah, sure. And then you're waiting there, and it feels like it's been like five minutes and no one's come back yet. So it's uh, it's big old panic stations. Did you ever have to restart, Jane? I restarted my very first challenge because I'd left something out of the recipe. You know, within within five minutes being in the tent, I'd cut my hand mm. and, and had to restart. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I had to restart. Interesting, it made me think of Andrew in, I don't know whether it was pastry week. Anyway, we, he was, we were making Danish pastries. He was behind me. Um, and his pastry went wrong and, and you need quite a lot of time to make Danish pastry you've got to get your lamination sure. right and he had to start again and we were all like oh my god he's not going to get finished in time and he turned out the most amazing Danish pastries I remember Andrew catching up beautifully um, but I don't think I had to start again I think I would have liked to have started again on a couple of things but uh, no apart from that very first week I don't remember starting again how about you Howard? Yeah, te- uh, technical and dessert week, those floating islands, um, I made a right mess of my... I think we we talked about this. Ile we did, Yes, the Ile Flotant. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> I, 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 um, I poached them while they were still soft instead of getting a really nice, uh, firm Oh, uh, yeah, meringue. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. So I started again. But yeah, I caught up and did, did pretty well, so... Um, you yeah, did. I remember your little soggy pockets. Yeah, they yes. were great. <laughs> <laughs> so, poor Dana and poor Dan not getting um, extra time. But Marilyn also says it looks like most people were using glass mixing bowls in the beginning, but then by the end, more people were using metal mixing bowls. Do, do you ever get a choice or are you just given what you've got? Yeah, I think um, they put the glass mixing bowls on the counter first in the hope that you will use them first because they're see-through so the cameras Mm. can see what you're doing. But there are metal bowls and um, we get, you know, on your first day in the tent, you sort of do everything that you're told. And then once you've been in there a few times, you just start arranging everything exactly how you want, don't you, Jane? You just sort of like, no, I want it like this. You know, you sort (laughs) of, I don't care what the cameras want. I need to be able to bake my food, you know. So, uh, yeah, I I don't think we're that considerate towards the cameras are we we're just trying to get on and do our best i think we do exactly we're trying to do our best i did mary gave me a tip at one point when i was having trouble with caramel which i'm sure nobody would notice that i had any trouble with caramel no um, god no jane god, how, how could you have avoided it um but mary said you should use a steel pan and not a non-stick pan so i was having trouble making caramel um in a technical and i asked for a, a steel pan and they said no you've got to have the same pan as everybody else so I mucked up my caramel that time as well. <laughs> I always use a steel pan at home and I never had yeah. trouble with my caramel. But uh, I don't know why I did in the tent. It's the curse of the tent. Anyway, that was the one time they wouldn't um, they wouldn't um, answer my request. But on the whole, they're pretty easygoing. I did remember having I mucked up some scones in the final and I can't remember what I was putting in there, sweet potato or or butternut squash or something. And they, I asked for some more and they said, no, we just got one for you. And that should have been more than it. We don't have, we don't have any more. Um, but that's very unusual. They're normally very accommodating. Mm. 
Well, Marilyn, Cindy and Mary, thank you so much for your questions and uh, please do keep them coming in. Have you spotted something in the show that you want to talk about? Do you have a grump or a question or anything you'd like to say? Please do let us know. You can email us at thebakedown at bakewithalegend.com or you can contact us on social media. We are at bakewithalegend on all platforms. And now we go into our showstopper challenge, which this week in Pastry Week was a decorative sweet pie display. Now we wanted th at least three pies. I thought that meant three different kinds of pie, but I think they wanted at least three separate pies. Um, mm. And they all had to have a rich, sweet pastry case. And we had four hours to do that. Now, first of all, what did we think of this as a challenge overall? Howard, what did you think? I, I thought it was a lovely challenge, yeah. So I, th I think they did specify three pies and at least two different flavours. Um, but, uh, but yeah, a really nice challenge. Uh, quite straightforward in some respects, but um, it's some nice scope for creativity as well. I, I, I have to say I'm not a great fan of coloured pastry, but Prue seemed to say, Yes, it will be all right. So if Prue says so, then I think you're okay doing that. <laughs> she was accepting of it, wasn't yeah. she? She knew it was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah. I think there was maybe some confusion over whether there had to be three separate pies or three different flavoured pies. A lot of people chose to do three different flavoured pies. Maybe they just assumed that's because that's what everyone else um would do um but i think i would have probably if i'd have known that it was an option to stick to two, i would have probably would have stuck to two i think coming up with three was uh you're playing with fire that you're going to create something they don't love aren't you but yeah there were some a couple of really standout showstoppers and then quite a few that all just sort of blended into one in in my opinion is that a dreadful thing to say no i, I agree dan i mean i was confused with the three pie thing i assumed it was three different flavors and I actually had to go back and listen to the start again and they just said three pies didn't they so because mm. i was like hey, how can he have done really well he's only got two flavors or whatever <laughs> and i i'd on paper, I quite liked the challenge. I mean, I do love a fruit pie, and you can make them look really pretty. I I felt a display shouldn't just be three different flavour pies just stuck there. So I quite I liked the fact that Dane had tried to make it a bit more interesting. Was it Josh who made mm. it look as though it was a flower or something? That was just, cute. Well, I thought it was yeah, cute. Lovely. I mean, just just to say, here are three pies, and this one's a mountain, and this one's a sea, and this one's something else. Which a couple of them, two or three of them, did that. Um, I, I don't think that's the display. It's just three pies with different tops on. I, well, in, my, in my opinion, I just thought it could have been more cohesive in the way that Josh and Dana tried to do it. Well, I think the way that Josh and Dana did it was better. It was more spectacular, more notable. Um, but they did say display. They did, you know, display doesn't necessarily mean it's got to be one cohesive thing. So I understand why people did it. Christie's, I think, was bolstered by the fact that she had a really nice display stand, didn't she? she? Did. I think she did. Yeah. I, I, I think it maybe wouldn't have looked quite so enticing if it wasn't displayed so beautifully on elements that weren't actually the baking. Is that, out, is that outrageous to say? No, no, I or? think that's fair. I think that's absolutely fair. And I thought, did she have some fake ivy? 
um, foliage of some description. Yeah. Of some description. Yeah. You wouldn't have did. put real ivy on it because that wouldn't have been very nice at all. Um, <laughs> yuck. Um, but yes, I think maybe she did make it look like a nice display, and that's fine mm. as well. That's fine as well. I just thought some of them hadn't put. They put a lot of thought into how the pies looked, but not how they worked together as a display. That, that I would my, agree with that. That was yeah. my view. Although I loved, well, someone who did have a very cohesive uh, display was, of course, Rowan, who had his lovely, absolutely fabulous themed pies, <laughs> which I just, <laughs> I love him. Oh, I, love, I love Rowan, but I just did not get that at all. I thought, well, there was... Was was there any link between the pies and Abfab other than they they'd got characters and champagne bottles on? I thought there's no there's no vodka, champagne, or whatever in the flavouring or anything. That would have been a good idea, wouldn't that would it? Have been good, that would have been it? a really good idea. I think he's yeah. missed a cigarette buttons and red wine. Yeah, yeah or really, a bit of charcoal yeah. or something to represent uh, yeah. the cigarette. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, nice. But had um, he been able to get them out of the tin, who knows what that yeah. display could have been like. I mean, poor thing. I mean, it was an abs- absolute mess. Absolute the, mess. The poor editor was setting him up, though. He sort of said, oh, everyone else is blind baking. I don't know why they're bothering or something like that. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> like, uh-huh. <laughs> I think we're going to find out, Rowan. <laughs> now, just going back to what you were saying about uh, structure, um, I have taken a, a little picture of uh, everybody's uh, showstoppers just to remind me of what they visually looked like. And my phone is trying to recognise Dana's as a landmark. So it's like, look up landmark. <laughs> so it was so it's clearly nice and structural if my phone thinks it's a landmark. Oh, yeah. that made me laugh. You wouldn't want to eat the tree, probably, because apparently it was a really thick, I think the description was a really thick piece of short crust. So I mean, it could have been made out of wood. Really. Yeah, she's like, I like a chunky pastry. I'm like, really? <laughs> Do you? So we had some really nice flavours. We did. Um, I think we had a lot of people playing with um, frangipan and making it maybe slightly chocolatey or maybe slightly rhubarby or um, raspberry. Uh, Christy got some very, very good comments from that. But can we talk about Saku's pastry that she made with cream cheese? Have have you heard of this before? I think it's that unusual. I just think people doesn't get out more. Yeah. So, no, but when uh, we, so I do, uh, from time to time, I teach a sort of traditional uh, Jewish bakes class um, and a rugula, which look like little, um, little tiny croissant with sort of cinnamony, walnutty mix in them. They're, the the pastry is traditionally made with either cream or cream cheese. Um, oh. and, and that's, it sort of gives it a, it's not quite flaky. When she sort of was going, oh, it's kind of melting the mouth. Like, it's, yeah, it's sort of hard to describe actually, but it's, Sort of lighter than butter somehow, but but not quite flaky. I wouldn't know how to. So how would you describe it, Jane? Well, I've just looked it up actually because I did think Prue really did need to know this. Cream cheese adds tangy richness and also makes the dough soft, pliable, and easier to work with than a butter-only recipe. Mm. It makes up tender and flaky thanks to milk solids in the cream cheese that help prevent the formation of gluten, watering off. Any chance of tough, dense pastry. There we go. Well, there you go. There you go. In a nutshell. 
or in a cream cheese tub, whichever way you want to look at it. And cream cheese is a good addition if you can't, you know, if you haven't got any butter in the fridge. Well, I mean, you need to have butter in it as well. But I like my cream cheese in quite a lot of things. Actually, it's quite useful. Yeah. A dollop in this and a dollop in that. Dollop in a cake occasionally. A dollop in a loaf of bread sometimes. But also, you know, variety is the spice of life. I think sometimes when we get something that works, we just keep doing that over and over again. And it's nice to just have, have little variations, isn't it? And there's certainly so nothing right. wrong with cream cheese in a pastry. Absolutely nothing wrong with it at all. So there you go, Prue. Yeah, <laughs> you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> the more you know. Oh, she does know what she's talking about. She just no, hasn't I know. heard of this one. <laughs> yeah. I'm a big Prue fan. I think sometimes maybe Prue is being a bit generous when she says things are unusual. Uh, she's said quite a few things are unusual over the years, and uh, I'm not convinced. You think she's too well-travelled for that? To, uh... Well, yeah, <laughs> but also, like, how old is this woman? And she's been in the um, restaurant industry for since yeah. the 60s or something? Like, she's heard of this, I swear. <laughs> I should just make it out for television. <laughs> <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. Surely that doesn't happen. God, no. No, never. <laughs> Now, what did we think about Nikki doing um, a lattice work on the top? Because obviously a lattice work is a very nice way to make a pie, very decorative and beautiful. But as it did happen with her judging that a lot of the moisture evaporated off and it left quite rubbish. a dry filling. It's rubbish. Okay. Uh, Paul's rubbish. Rubbish. Absolute rubbish. I mean, I don't... <sighs> I've never had that with an apple pie. I've never had an apple pie go dry. I've never had that with a lattice at all. She did something with that filling that wasn't right. Just because there were some slight holes, and there really weren't many holes in the top of her pastry by the time she'd put flowers and bits of this and bits of that on the top. Um, There was just something a little bit wrong with the filling, I think, on the apple, pear and hazelnut. Maybe the hazelnuts, she put too much in and it dried it out. I don't know, but it wasn't to do with the moisture coming out of the top. I totally disagree with Paul on that one. Can I just say something about Nikki? Go for it. Actually, I use one of her sayings when I'm on the golf course and I've hit a really bad shot. And so instead of being really grumpy and using words that we couldn't possibly use on the podcast, I now say, oh, dearie me. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's absolutely adorable and it makes people smile and... um, I, I, I love her to pieces. Um, and I know she listens to the podcast because she sent Yay. me a very, very, very sweet message um, about uh, trying to bake in a cold tent and making bread. Um, and then because she's got dogs that are very similar to mine, she um, asked how my dogs were. So I love her Aww. even more than I loved before. And I'm going to stick with, oh, dearie me, because it's so much better <laughs> than the alternative when you've just taken the third shot and you can't get out of a bunker. Um, so thank you, Nikki. Or, Jade, you could also use um, Nikki's comment from the end of the signature. If uh, a golf shot goes wrong, you could say it was a bag of pants. (laughs) (laughs) You could use that as well. So she's given us lots of sayings. Yes. So thank you so much for listening, Nikki. And thank you very much for sending me a voicemail. It really made my day. How about talking about Dan journey around South America with some interesting flavours? I don't think flavours that necessarily worked terribly well as far as Paul was concerned. Um, We had a lot of leakage from everyone. I mean, I've just written leakage down by Dan, which is possibly not the nicest word that we could use (laughs) to describe his pies, not Dan himself, I hasten to add. But I don't know what they did. A lot of them had quite soft and runny fillings. And you have to thicken the fillings in a fruit pie. 
you you really do and you have to stop the base getting soggy even though they blind bake them and a, a good idea and i think we've probably talked about this before in the bottom of a pie is to put either a little bit of um, semolina you don't end up tasting the semolina it just absorbs some of the moisture that might come out of whatever you're baking be it mushrooms be it leek be it fruit or ground almonds in the base obviously not if somebody's allergic to nuts but it you know thicken that filling up with corn flour or actually my dad used to use arrowroot which can leave a little bit of aftertaste or failing that maybe just like an old flannel or something (laughs) 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 sorry i don't know where that came from (laughs) what is happening today (laughs) yeah Paul didn't oh, like it. Um, <laughs> what's, what's your pie then, Dan? Apple, cinnamon and face cloth. <laughs> well, a nice piece of uh, kitchen roll would do the trick as yeah, well. Perfect. <laughs> but no, you do have some options to help absorb some of the moisture. But I think Dan also, his pastry, there was the chocolate pastry, so it was sort of dusty and dry and mm. um, the, and the fruit was also undercooked. So it was a bit of a, a, bit of a bad one for Dan, I think, um, unfortunately. <laughs> And the grape didn't. The grape flavour got lost in the strawberry. Well, grape doesn't really taste of much anyway. It's no. just quite. No, it's just sugar, isn't it? Goes nicely with cheese. Ooh. Ooh, and yeah. uh, and wine, obviously. Oh, uh, clearly, and wine. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of undercooked fruit. Actually, I think that was quite a quite a common criticism, which is. Um, a shame but then if they're pre-cooking their fruit uh, you've then also got to cool it down in order to get it in the pie haven't you because you don't want your bat in your pastry to all melt they had four hours they could have done their fillings you know they didn't have to do a difficult pastry they could do any pastry they liked a rich sweet pastry doesn't take yeah but they got to peel and chop it 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 takes time jane no i thought they had enough time to get fillings done and chilled i thought if we were mm. doing a class in four hours, we could get at least two, if not three, fillings made and filled and cooled, rather, made and cooled and ready to go into a, a pie. And they were blind baking the base. I, I don't think there was a particular trouble with the time this time. And you know me, I was Well, aren't you an exceptional baker, Jane? <laughs> <laughs> what is I thought it was nice Why as well. Why are you being so horrible today? Why are you being I'm not so being horrible? horrible? I think you're being horrible. I think that's it's hard to cook it and get it pulled down and then put it into the pastry as well. There's a lot to do. There, I, is, there is, but I, I think, I think also one of the good things about this was it wasn't just one big pie. So they could be, they could be multitasking. They could be working on the filling for one, you know, whilst they, they they're shaping the other and so on. It's, uh, I, I think it was just a lot of careful planning was needed with this. Well, maybe that's why I wouldn't do well at that. Well, let's talk about Dana's pie. Um, Apparently, the apple was very, very, very sour. I'm not entirely sure what she did to it to make it that sour. Paul almost like jumped back in horror, <laughs> grasping his jaw, like, oh, the sourness. So, uh, well, not sure what happened there? I think it was with mulled wine, wasn't it? So, yeah. whether there was yeah. something, yeah. That it just it might have been the kind of acidity of the of the wine that was. Um... It could also be a lack of sugar because yeah. some <laughs> apples are very sour. And um, stating the no, but really, I mean, yeah. you know, I, I have to say I find all apples quite sour, even ones that are supposedly sweet. They're not my cup of tea. I will douse anything in sugar. 
but that's just uh, my own proclivity and outlook on life. Um, but I thought hers sounded nice. Was it chestnut and blueberry? Did I write that down correctly? Mm-hmm, yeah. I thought that sounded fascinating. I've never had chestnut and blueberry. No, interesting. No, that's um, Chester, isn't it? No, that's somebody Chester. did chestnut. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's because I'm reading the wrong one. Dana was frangipan and, and baklava. Or baklava. Or was it marzipan? Yeah. <laughs> <Was she> a, <laughs> yeah. I oh, like what Alison said. said. I like the marzipan. What? Yeah, you <laughs> had me a marzipan. You know, when we make a cake and you give it to somebody, you can't cut a slice out of it and know that it's good. Because no. nobody wants cake with a slice cut out of it. But if my neighbours make... do, they get a lot of them with one slice. <laughs> yeah, my neighbours yeah. really <laughs> like a cake with a slice cut out of it as well. But that's a different matter altogether. But if you're making a pie, you can taste that filling. She would have known that that mm. filling was too sharp. Mm. Um, you don't put something in a pie if you don't like it out of the pie. It's not going to get better once you put it in a pie. That's actually a really good point. Yeah, like you, you do have the opportunity to taste it. You do. So yeah, why? Yeah. That's a big error then, really, isn't it? So I think there's no excuse for having uh, too sharp filling or uh, whatever, you know. Uh, you should you should taste all the pies before you put it in the pastry. Unless you're baking it all together like Rowan. Unless you're baking it all together like oh. Rowan. Bless him. Oh, I liked it. I loved his pie. I loved the fact that they were just ladling it out like out of soup tureen. It was just... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. Oh, poor oh. Rowan. Oh, oh, hang on. Do we have to talk about anyone else before we can oh, talk about the results? Have who have we um, not mentioned? We haven't mentioned Josh's. We have. We said it was beautiful We're in passing. Yeah. We didn't talk about the flavours. I, I felt sorry for Josh because obviously Paul's comment was, this is what we've been looking for. And you mm. think, yeah, nailed Starbaker this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, but he didn't do very much, so well in the others, did he? <laughs> no. Um, no. Um, oh, poor Josh. He d- he made an absolutely beautiful looking pie. It was it really was a decorative design, wasn't uh, it? And uh, Prue definitely said it was a work of art. And pineapple, apricot, and then apple, blackberry, coconut. Uh, it's really nice ideas for fillings there. Really I lovely. So I thought it was lovely. Does anybody put off by Paul looming over Christy at one point? He just sort of loomed over her, and then she looked a bit bothered by it, and off he wandered without saying anything. I just found it all a bit too uh-huh. looming for me. I wouldn't have liked it. <laughs> I wouldn't have liked him looming over me. Definitely not. I find Paul a little bit terrifying at the best of times. Mm. No, he does love to speak up on people. With me, it's like hot water crisp pastry. I just like the danger again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I see. (laughs) But have you noticed that Prue has also been sneaking up on people this season? Have you noticed that? Yeah, she's she's been... She must have done it really subtly, I never know. (laughs) No, she's been... Paul always used to skulk around... But Prue's been appearing on people's desks oh. and looking over their shoulders. Yes. Have you not noticed this? I have. I haven't noticed it so it's... much with Prue, I must admit. Oh. Um, no, but she definitely loomed over Christine, so I found it quite off-putting. She must have found it very off-putting. There does seem to be a lot of looming from the judges, looming. especially in the showstopper, uh, where they just sort of appear... As you say, I think Prue gave a little cheeky double thumbs up to somebody at one point, so at least she's being a little more... Um, a little more helpful than Paul might be, sort of prodding people's food and walking away. Prue is like that, though. She, I think she engages in a very positive way, whereas uh, 
Paul sometimes enjoys the theatre of being the pantomime villain, doesn't he? Yes, I think you're absolutely right. Anyway, it's, it's his role, I think, in the tent. So I don't think we've talked about Matty, have we? His ski trip. His ski trip pies, apple and blackberry, rhubarb and custard and plum. So another one who did three different flavours. Some of the pastry is raw, not yeah. the best pristine. Yeah, that wasn't a particularly Yikes. good. I mean, flavours nice, classic, really, aren't they? Apple and blackberry, mm-hmm. rhubarb and custard. But, yeah, you know, I thought there was, it was, it was a bit disappointing again, I thought. I love the idea of Dana's with the baklava and what else did she put? And French, French pan. I quite like that. It's mm. very nutty. I like the idea. And I like the idea of the mulled wine and the apple. But I'm just a little bit disappointed with the execution for many of them. Yeah, pastry was bad. Fillings were bad. I mean, there's nothing else to a fruit pie, is there? Um, and there was also, for, for my, I don't, I can honestly, I can count on one hand how many times I've made frangipan in my whole life. And I think they've, every single person pretty much put frangipan in their pie. Is frangipan that nice? Yes. Is it that exciting? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm a huge frangipan fan. It is delicious, made correctly. <laughs> Say that five times fast. Which we do in our Bakewell tart classes, which is why they're so popular. Do Bakewell tarts have raspberry in them, raspberry jam? Can do. Yeah, we, we put raspberry jam in. Because Paul said, I've never had raspberry with frangipan, and I thought, no. what? Isn't that just a Bakewell no. tart? I swear he said that. Yes, he did, but he meant raspberry in the frangipan, because she put raspberry in and then Oh, she blended it, it didn't she? She blended she? it yeah. in, so it was a pink yeah. frangipan. Oh, okay. I, that makes more sense, because oh. I just thought what rubbish i've seen that loads of times well, you've been no, okay. Nan, you? you didn't invent bakewell tarts jane i hate to break this to you <laughs> no, i think we've all got a recipe <laughs> we have i love bakewell tart yeah we did it as a technical that was a disaster was that the one that val did no oh, i don't know but there were some real disasters oh must have been because i came first in that technical i think it was the only one i came first in yeah it. you're just showing off now jane i know now, Apparently, this is way off topic, but apparently Selassie was telling me that um, Val, on the Bakewell tart technical, she just ignored the recipe and made the recipe that she makes at home, which I just thought was brilliant. Well, well, look, as one who's been in the tent for that, what happened was, so we get the recipe for the technical. You're not allowed to go, take the gingham off and you're not allowed to go into your drawer. And really? the recipe. No, and the recipe is put in your drawer. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Val asked, and I hadn't known this until this stage, asked if she could have it done in a larger typeface. So it ran over onto more pages. So what Val did is she went into her drawer and she only found one bit of paper. All the bits of paper were in there, but she didn't find the piece of paper with all the ingredients on there. Oh. Um, So she then made it up. Oh, wow. Instead of saying, where's my recipe? She just cracked on and made it up. So that's what... Fair play. Well, none of the bakers this week had that excuse. It was their own recipes they brought in. Yes. But yeah, I thought thought it was not amazing, but there were a couple of real standouts. Um, I think, um, you know, Josh, obviously, and Christie's was lovely. But I thought overall, I thought Josh's was, uh, was the best. And it sort of, for me, it harks back. Do you remember you did that burger biscuit showstopper? I think some of his artistic vision is really, really Mm. solid, isn't it? And I thought those pies were beautiful. I thought they were really, really lovely. 
And um, I, think, I guess that brings us neatly on to the results, really, doesn't it? Are we ready to talk about that, Sarah? It does, I, I think we are. So, yes, Dan, thank you very much. With that, we will go into the results. And Starbaker was Christy. She did a fantastic signature and a very, very good showstopper challenge as well. And in the technical, she came fifth, so nicely in the middle. Um, unfortunately, Josh didn't get that Starbaker. He's been craving for all this time. Maybe, maybe another day. Keep going, Josh. We believe in you. I think it's like the third time he's been effectively second now, isn't it? Mm. Like it's so... And I was sort of second twice and then finally won it. He's been second three times now. The only person, other person I can think of who had this kind of record was actually David Atherton. He was relentlessly second with everything oh, and yeah. never won Star yeah. Baker and then won the final. Um, and he always says, I won without ever winning Star Baker. So, you know, it's, I'm not counting Josh out yet. I think Josh is, you know, nope. he's got some good chops for the showstoppers. Um, and I do not regret for one second changing from Tasha. Not at all. Not one little bit, <laughs> not a little bit at all. I see. But yes, Christy, it was Christy's time to be Star Baker. She had a handshake in her signature. And as I say, she did very well in the rest of the challenges as well. Howard, do we think that is a well-deserved Star Baker from Christy? Who said she had imposter syndrome at one point, bless her? <laughs> no, I, th- I thought it was, I thought, yeah, absolutely deserved. I mean, it is one of those weeks, it's a tricky week generally, I think, when you're looking at, at who's just uh, pipped it uh, on across the board. And the same happened at the bottom, didn't it? You know, I mean, I, I know we've talked about um, Rowan having a really bad week, but who else to go where I thought was was a bit of a, a bit difficult. Oh, I thought Nikki yeah. was bad. Bless her. I yeah. mean, I, the writing definitely was on the wall after the Did first you? day for oh. Nikki. And she didn't have a particularly good showstopper, sadly. I thought they looked pretty, but I didn't think she yeah, I had I had Nikki down and Rowan down. I I think although there were a couple of others that didn't um didn't quite live up to their promise. Nikki and Rowan were... I think, though... I I think Nikki does have... um, Her showstoppers have been very good in terms of their decoration, so I did wonder if she'd be able to pull something out of the bag, but it was it was a pretty rough week. And I also think when you know two people are going home, when the mistakes start to add up, I think you start to sort of panic, and then things tend to go worse. Uh, That's certainly sort of what happened in our week five. I think everyone kind of floundered and panicked because they thought, oh, God, there's no safety net. So, um, yeah, a, re- a real shame. I'll be sad to see them go. And I will be devastated to, to miss Rowan because he's such good fun. And we will forever, I think, uh, all of us remember Nikki's Magnificent Beaver. Yeah. <laughs> What a fantastic note to end on there. Uh, Yes, unfortunately, it was the end for Nikki and Rowan, but we have many, many memories to remember them by. So, uh, and I'm sure we will see fantastic things from them in the future. So, unfortunately, we did lose two. So, yeah. Sad, Two of sad the times. biggest characters. Well, yeah, what you were saying. Yeah. I really, yeah. really, really miss them both. I love them. Um, I think they should have been kept in just for their comedic value. I really do. I love them to pieces. Mm. And next week's show will be all the poorer for them not being there. I love everybody else. Don't get me wrong, but they are just such characters. I shall miss them. They are. Miss them mm. t- desperately. Well, on that note, that wraps up Pastry Week quite 
nicely. Um, thank you, Jane, Dan and Howard for joining joining me today. And uh, it's been a, a rather frantic recording. I've very much enjoyed all the laughs we've had in this episode. So thank you so much for joining us. And tune in next week, guys, when we will discuss next week's episode and who is going to get Starbaker, who is going to go, will it be Josh? Will Josh finally get a Starbaker? Who knows? But we will see you next week on the Bakedown Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.